Mama said there be days like this. I wish she was here to wipe my tears, fight my fears. It ain't the way God made it. All I see is envy and hatred. Hard to face it without a dough. In the physical, door presence is powerful. I still feel hollow though. In the spiritual, miracle I made it thus far. Peace, peace. This is D Shanks. This is the Guest in the House podcast. I'm here with my brother Mickey. Hello. How you feeling, brother? Man, it's it's been a lot, right? It's the past pretty, few weeks. Pretty um, pretty heavy couple weeks, man. Yeah. Pretty heavy couple weeks. There's a lot, a lot going on. I mean, um, it's it's. I thought about us uh, this week. You know, and why we kind of started this podcast and the conversations we've been having. Mm-hmm. Um, since we started this podcast and, you know, you don't, there's no joy in being like, um, on message or timely or <laughs> like, ah, we've been saying, you know what I mean? Like there's no joy in that, but, um, you know, here no. we are. If anything, it feels worse coming back to the podcast than, than any time I can remember. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you see just how overwhelming these forces are and you think like, man, you know, I've written some articles, I've written a couple books, I'm doing a podcast, but is that even doing anything? It's is that not, changing is, anything? Is it even registering? Yeah. <laughs> is it even registering? I I just yeah, I, it's 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 weird. You know I do um my stuff with the people versus anti people and you know we're putting out the articles and the the t-shirts have spiked for sure. I saw that. Congrats. And um you know, Cause that's but, all raising money for a good cause. Oh yeah, always. But again, like I don't take any joy in having you know mm. put the people versus anti people on a T-shirt two years ago and started putting these messages out in anticipation that at some point in time this was going to come to a head, and we're yeah. at we're at the head. I was just trying to um, you know sound an alarm. Mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of what. What what we are doing, you know what and I mean? You notice we started the episode with you asking me how I'm doing. <laughs> if anything, it should be the other way around. You just happened to start this episode, but how are you doing? Um, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Um, like I said, it's been a heavy week. It's been a heavy couple weeks, but I, I'm encouraged, and um, I'm always encouraged because that's just who I am. But um. It's good, man. I just, man, you know, it's hard. It's hard to even put it into words, man. It's hard to even put it into words. Um, as much as, like I said, you, you, you ring that bell and you say it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And then it gets here and you're like, oh my gosh, so soon, you know? (laughs) And you know, 2020 has been a doozy. So, you know, we, it was heavy, before this even happened, right? Like we were, you know, our last podcast was like, ah, oh, we're still in quarantine. Uh, you know what I mean? And we're, I think, um, earlier this week, a coworker, um, said it was day 91, day 92, <laughs> something that we've, you forget it's yeah, been that it's long. Just, it's right? Groundhog Day, man. It really yeah. is. <laughs> it really is. Uh, and, and in terms of just how you're doing, and first of all, we're friends, right? So yeah. I'm always so we've ask, already spoken. I'm always going to ask how my friend that too, but I'm always yeah. going to ask how my friends are doing. I don't think that um, you know, this is not a time where you know my I get I can see where it's like where well, your voice needs to be amplified or your feelings need to be taken more into account because you're the brother. But look, 
this is here. This is this is this country. This is America. And I think that um, you know, you guys have to bear the brunt and responsibility of this, you know, as much or even more than you know we do. You know what I mean? That's a conversation that me and you have been having. You know, I I, I laughed because I I thought about our first episode and I seen a couple posts this week and, um, you know, banners and everything on both Twitter, uh, Facebook and well, both Twitter and Instagram. And it's, you know, a lot of um, you love you love the culture, but you don't love us, mm-hmm. you know, and I and, I, and I, I, I remember you saying that in the first episode. And I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to remember that you said that. <laughs> and here we are. Here we, here are. we are. So yeah. you keep saying we're here. Have we ever been here before? I thought we've been here the whole time, but yeah. uh, <laughs> that's funny. I was talking to um, some friends last night and, you know, they were saying like the kids and, you know, they're not, they don't get it. And, and you know, we were talking about that and I was saying how like these kids, like they don't know that this has happened before. Like they think, <laughs> they think that like they're the ones revolting. You know what I mean? A lot of them, let me say that, and let me not paint a broad um, brush, but a lot of them, a lot of the rhetoric I hear is like, we're the, we're the ones that are going to, you know, stand up. And it's like, well, no, there was, there was, well, there was Nat Turner for one. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was That's going back. Yeah, yeah. It was 1968 and it was 1991. And, you know, yeah. like we've been, we've been at this stage before. Um, and, I mean, and, Cincinnati was there in 2000 and yeah. it barely even made national attention. Right, 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 right. Very true. Very true. And then it was Baltimore with Freddie Gray. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so I mean, the question is, how long does here last? Um, does this seem different? Does this seem sustainable? This is this is not sustainable. This seems yeah. different. Um primarily because of the suit that uh, occupies 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, you know, we don't know what he's um, capable of doing. You know, he seems to, um, he's a wild card. I'll put it that way. So, you know, my fear is that um, he won't do the rational, sensible thing. Because there's no evidence to say that he will. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you got to look at past records, right? Correct. And that makes things very different. You know, if this this tough rhetoric that he's spewing, um, you know, if he cashes in any of those wolf tickets, um, Mm. things could go, you know, very far left. You know what I mean? I don't mean left as in like very far right. Very far right. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. So, you know, that's my fear. But, um, and let's be clear uh, from what I've seen, they've they've been responding in in many places pretty harshly. That's true. (laughs) There's a few incidents, you know what I mean? There's enough. There's enough. The city I lived in for, for 12 years before I moved up to the Northeast, yes. Louisville, Kentucky, yes. where Brianna Taylor was shot by police. Yes. Um, they, they have come out in a way that I certainly never saw in the 12 years I lived there. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was deep. What happened this week with the um, the gentleman? I wish I had his name. I, I'm, I hope you do. But um, he was a black businessman. He owned a barbecue mm. um, restaurant, and he would feed the uh, police officers often, uh, once a week, I believe. He fed them for free, um, and he was yeah, killed. David McAtee. David McAtee, exactly. And he was killed in, um, I guess, return fire, they say, although now they say no one knows if they were fired upon. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I see a lot of chatter from, from white folks asking, you know, well, I've been told I should check on my black friends, <laughs> but I don't know what that means or how to do it. Yeah. And then I've seen even threads from from black professors saying, you know, white professors, please don't take this opportunity to turn every one of your classes into a social justice class because teaching that class takes as much training and research mm. and education as to teach British lit or anything else. Right. Right. So right. I saw a great tweet from Jean Grey. Wow. Well, I know it is You've called her your favorite woman MC of all time, if I remember. Um, she ranks. Uh, she's up there. She's the right? best. Yeah. Okay. Technically, <laughs> technically, she's the best. Technically, yeah. Yeah. So I saw her tweet yesterday. White people. Let me pull this right up here one second. Sorry, Anthony. I had it in front of me. Then there we go. So Jean Grey tweeted, it feels like y'all discovered racism and put a flag in it. And well, that feels very fucking familiar. <laughs> I wonder why. What could it be? What could it be? Why would I feel that way? Mm. And I think this, in the grand scheme of everything that's going on, is a fairly minor concern. But yeah. going forward, it's going to become a very important one. Um, um, after. After some of the dust settles, right? These are going to be very pressing. I, 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 I agree wholeheartedly. And while I do, I think there's a lot happening in terms of our ability to express ourselves every single minute of the day. And then in turn, our ability to consume messages every single minute of the day. And, you know, you're a writer, and um, I guess we're both writers, yes. I, I, sure. <laughs> um, so there's a process where we process our thoughts, you know, our emotions, yeah. and we channel those. I write songs, and, um, you know, I've gotten into trouble with ex-girlfriends and things of that nature because... <laughs> something was said you know what I mean that that touched a nerve mm -hmm. but I'm able to take and I'm like hey I don't feel that way about you today I just in the moment I kind of capture you know capsulated that thought and I returned to it later and wrote about it and expounded on it I don't feel that way mm. it's just I'm a creative so I take I can take one part of an emotion and, and expound on it. But if I just went to my phone and tweeted about it, then I don't know that there's a song later. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Cause I've got that. I've got it off. I get it off in the moment. And there's a lot of getting, getting it off in the moment and not a lot of processing. Okay. 
And sometimes when we process, we come up with better ways to do things, more effective ways to do things. But I think that, you know, although we're supposedly isolated, we're not isolated because the world is in our phone. And that's something that's, that's something I'm seeing play out a lot in terms of what you're saying. Uh, one example of that is um, yesterday, you know, uh, Mayor Bowser in um, D.C., they kind of unveiled, you started seeing the pictures of the uh, Black Lives Matter painting All down, the, down the middle of, I think that's Lafayette, heading right to the White House. Right down to K Street, right? Yeah. And, you know, so there was the initial, like, it's really petty. I, you know, and I respect petty. So (laughs) (laughs) there was that, but then there was an immediate kind of backlash to that symbol with, from DC folks. I think um, Black Lives Matter DC definitely um posted their feelings about it saying that it you know was a little bit of posturing and that um you know they question mayor bowser's record uh particularly when it deals with police mm-hmm. wow and so i think that that's important because that's that's information and so i think that it was important for them to make that statement on the other hand, I could say maybe like everything that's done doesn't have to be immediately countered or or pointed yeah. out that it's contrary to something else. You know what I mean? Like some things maybe can breathe for a minute and then we can con- construct a think piece or or or, or, sh- or educators give us stats, give us, but the sh- kind of the shaming of like, hey, look, I posted this banner. I mean, I posted this picture of this beautiful, you know, symbol, and immediately it's like, oh, that don't mean shit. Oh, damn. Well, I tried. I tried to show my solidarity. And then you got two people who were ultimately on the same general side. And then they're squabbling with each other over word choice or time. A lot of infighting, a lot of infighting. Same thing with the, uh, with Tuesday. Um, We had the, uh, the black screen thing, blackout. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was like blackout. Okay, cool. I'll stand in solidarity with, you know, with folks. I don't ever have an issue. Um, getting off social media for a day. That's just me. So I'm like, Oh, I'm all for it. I'll pause for a day. And then immediately it's like, that's stupid. We're not going to be muted. And it's a backlash. And I get it. I get it. But like there are people who are coming in at a very low entry point. There has to be room for those people. There has to be room for just you know, the white girl who just has a sensitivity to this, you know what I mean? And just wants to do something. That's not the fight I'm fighting, Mm. but there are entry points for that person. And if posting the Black Lives Matter street 
mural or street painting or if going black and saying, hey, I stand with, you know, whatever. That's for, that's for them to do. They shouldn't be shamed because they don't know, you know, the 30 things that are behind it. Like, let, let them have what makes them show their solidarity. Because at the end of the day, we all want the same thing. Those of us who want the same thing. We all want the same thing. We just have different fights. And education is the real problem. I mean, it's it's great to see somebody interested in these causes who's never been interested before, but it's tough for them to wade right into the thick of it. Correct. With an American public school education or even a lot of times an American private school education, American university education. 100% at the highest levels, you know, things we've discussed on this podcast previously. Mm. You know, we're all educated by the same system. So it's like, you know, sometimes even I'm like taken aback by how much black people don't know. And then I remember, well, they had worse schools than the white folks. So (laughs) where were they supposed to learn? Yeah, they're going to learn less. Yeah. And I've mentioned, you know, speaking to older white professors in particular who um, sort of expected their black students in college would, would know a lot of this history already, but didn't expect that their white students would, as if it's, you know, taught in every single black home. Right, right. And I think that's a, that's a, that's a troublesome misconception. Right, 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 right. And so, you know, a lot of that is, a lot of that is playing out. I just, I would like, I mean... We're only going to do this through like organized unity. Um, and speaking to black people, specifically African Americans, we have to chill out on each other. Like we gotta we for a little bit. Like let's ride this thing out united. Let's ride this thing out together. Um I don't agree with everything you do and say. You do not agree with everything I do and say. Let's stay on code. Let's stay on code. Like we're in the middle of a war. And I'll follow that up with the message to to white Americans. Um, if your education hasn't given you enough American history and world history to, to know where you need to wade into these topics, don't ask your black friends and colleagues to do that work for you. Now is not the time to ask them to come in and teach you or point you to resources. And what your education has given you from the experience I've had with thousands of students is you do somewhat know how to go and find information. <laughs> You know how to use a library. You know how to get on Amazon. You find one book by James Baldwin, say, look down the list. It's going to lead you to other related titles. Um, go to the library, find the right section, and just kind of browse through. You, you do have the tools and the ability to get out there and educate yourself. So it's never the time to, to say, okay, I want to learn, um, and turn to the nearest Black person and say, teach me. But it's particularly not the time right now. Mm. Mm, that's true. And, and I have seen a lot of, um, black people giving white people do's and don'ts and instructions on how to, you know, move and what to say and what not to say. And 
I get it, but I think in the vein of what you're saying, I don't know that our our focus right now it can't be on teaching white people. <laughs> it's got to be on, you know, our own um, healing, our own sanity, and our own progress. It just, it you know, it needs to be that right now. And all those who um, are in solidarity with us are in solidarity with us. But we don't need to go, you know, spending energy and time, you know, convincing white people of anything at this point. <laughs> and if you want a place to start, type in anti-racist reading list and you will find <laughs> tons of those lists out there with several books that'll keep you busy for a good year. Or beautiful. So. Beautiful. And yeah, so it it's it starts now for a lot of us, you know, but at the same time, those of us who are further along in the fight or in the struggle we have to be patient and and know that if you know if you've been at this for 15 years or you you know gain knowledge yourself when you were 14 and now you're 28 or you're 35 you you've you've got a excuse me bit of a head start on someone who mm-hmm. just got hit with that video 2 weeks ago and it's like, holy <laughs> shit. Now I get it. Yeah. So they they may only have a hashtag in them. And you know, and 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 to what you're saying is true. I don't really want you doing anything more than that. I just mm-hmm. the hashtag. I'm in support. That's all That's you need, all to, you need say, to say right? right now. And then go learn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then go learn. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. I was I was in high school when the LA riots happened. Right, me too. Um and at the time I had so much misinformation flying at me from everyone from teachers to coaches to just people who own little stores around my town in Kentucky. And then at the same time I was listening to Paris, I was listening to Ice Cube, I was listening to Ice T. I was listening to the coup. Mm. So I was getting very different information. And if it hadn't been for me already being into hip hop, it could have been such one-sided information and such one-sided take. And now since then, I mean, I've spent 20 years now studying race in an academic sense, um, started writing about hip hop specifically, um, branched pretty quickly to the larger societal issues surrounding Mm. it. And after 20 years of studying it for a job, I'm still constantly surprised by things I thought or said or wrote two years ago. Mm. I mean, I'm constantly learning and I sort of look back at something I wrote a couple years ago and will cringe. Yeah, that's how I am with my songs. So, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's... That's part of writing stuff yeah. down, right? Or recording yeah, stuff. Yeah, you gotta. But I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, I like seeing the growth. You know what I mean? I like seeing that. I, I, wow! I thought that back then, or wow, that's how I felt. Okay, <laughs> okay. I'm glad I'm not there anymore. You know. <laughs> 
Well, you know, if you approach it from humility, you don't have to always be the expert voice on every single 100%. topic. And so much of our social media encourages us to jump into Exactly, which is what I was you saying. Know, somebody puts up a one-sentence tweet, even if you see they're verified, even if you see they're a professor, an author, a congresswoman, uh, right off the bat, you think, well, I can write a sentence back yeah. to that. You yeah. know, <laughs> I feel different, and I'll go ahead and yeah. say that. And it wouldn't work quite the same way if you were in a town hall meeting or a classroom. Yeah, yeah, imagine there's a certain freedom to being on social media that that makes you feel like it evens the playing field. It evens I've got the, the playing field. It gives tools, you a little more permission. I have to the speak. same tools you have: the app yeah. and my fingers. <laughs> and there's something amazing and liberating about yeah. that, but there's a real downside yeah. to it. Yeah. 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 And that's why I, for me, I have to temper mine. You know what I mean? I, you know, I, as you can imagine, um, you know, the phone just doesn't stop, you know, Gmail, this mail, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, text, phone calls, just constant. Did you see this? Did you see this? Did you see this? Did you see this? And I just, I'm like, stop, leave me alone. Like I can't. I can't just consume and consume and consume and consume and consume. It's just, it drives me, it drives me crazy. I need to step away, you know, and I need to be able to process things. And so they're just, you know, there's certain outlets and certain people. And we talked about this that I just, I just ignore. I couldn't tell you anything about them, you know, um, occasionally just because the news is constantly on, I walk by the TV or, you know, some, it's hard to not catch, um, 45 doing something stupid or saying something stupid, but I, I generally try to just not even see what he's talking about. Yeah. You don't want to get to the point that you're entertained by the stupidity because the stupidity is because it's a shit show for real. And it's easy to just, he's, I mean, you know, he's reality TV. I mean, he, he, that's, he's literally that. So he's entertaining in a really bad way. Yeah, there's the misery porn side yeah. of it too, right? Where you're just sort of entertained in some sick way by watching a train yeah. wreck in yeah. slow motion. Yeah, until you look outside and the train wreck is in front of your yeah. house, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. And then you're scared to look away from, from all the social media and the news at the same time because, man, something crazy could happen. It could get even yeah. crazier. I better I check, better back, check in. back in. Oh, snap. What? It's been five minutes. Yeah. 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 It's rough. So, um, you know, I didn't really have much today in the way of like, what's the solution? You know, we've, cause you know, we've been going at this for a couple months now and you know, we've, we've laid out a few. Um, so I didn't really want to do that today. I just kind of wanted to, you know, kick it with my boy and, um, you know, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I can't say education is the entire solution, but I'm still very pro-education. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't always happen in a classroom. Um, I know a lot of people who've gone through PhD programs in all kinds of different fields and don't have an education on these topics. 100%. And we need a, um, I mean, you know, and our conversations about education have been lengthy um, on this podcast and beyond you know where i stand you know in terms of how 
you know, and how we need to be looking at educating um, this nation and in particularly, you know, the uh, black, um, black children and black young adults. Uh, so I, I think one of the pillars we have to build, rebuild this nation on is education for sure. It has to become um, a priority. It's not a priority right now. No, and, and even understanding the origins and history of policing in the United States will give you an entirely different outlook on where we are right, right. now. Right, and and you'll be able to answer the question whether it's broken or it's working just fine. Mm. Doing what it's intended to do. So I guess the other side of that education coin is the notion of training or retraining our police force. You know, don't get rid of it. Don't abolish it. Just if we could better train these officers. Well, we're not getting rid of it um, as much as I would advocate for something like that. We're not in a, we're not in a place in society where we could get rid of police. Um, so then retraining, what are we retraining someone on? You know, I, I, was it training that killed George Floyd? Could training have solved that? Well, that was during training, right? <laughs> yeah. The three three officers who weren't yeah. kneeling on Floyd were yeah. being trained by the officer yeah. imagine, who was. Imagine that that training yeah. day sequel. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Right. I don't know. That that, you know. And how many how many officers have come under that guy's tutelage? Mm-hmm. And who trained him? Who trained him? And who trained the guy before? He's right? somebody's I mean, big. It's... He's somebody's. You know, as we you know in the hood, we would say big homie. So who, he's somebody's big homie. There's a bunch of cops with um, who are veterans at this point. Who that's their that's their guy. Sure. And that's why it's important when we talk about education. I mean, the, a big part of that as the solution, of education as the solution, is there should be a mass hiring of more black faculty, um, more black editors at publishing houses. Um, it's it's not a change that can really be undertaken individual by individual. Yeah. You know, a lot of the, the issue can be who is delivering the teaching who is delivering yeah. the training. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I also um, believe in accountability. And so, you know, I don't know that you can train or legislate away hate. But what you can do is make the consequences such that acting on that hate might, you know, you would, you would reconsider that. And right now, when I'm able to act out of hate with, you know, virtual impunity, there's no incentive for me not to. I don't really care if cops like black people. <laughs> we need fair policing. And when you step out of line, you need to be punished. So you would say abolish police impunity? 
yes, in short, it can't be really abolished because it's not on the books, right? It's it's not yes. <laughs> it's not that it's not like the it's law is if you it's a practice. So yeah. I don't know. We have to put new things in place that abolish it. Yeah, we have to change and put things in so that when we see something and we all can agree on what that something is, that something gets treated like any other person doing that same exact thing. Mm-hmm. I do that to you. I'm gone. You're not hearing from me again. And one thing that's been scary to see is uh, the lack of control that mayors have over their police forces. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, of course, that's something you can recognize even when there aren't riots and protests and demonstrations. And I shouldn't even use the term riot because the ones who seem to be rioting from all the footage I've seen are the police, the ones who are there's, instigating violence. There's a violence. lot of that happening. A lot of agent provocateurs. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's terrible. It's a very, it's very dangerous. It's very dangerous. Very dangerous outside right now. You're probably closest to D.C. as far as, I guess, sort of in between D.C. Yeah, and Baltimore is yeah, where you are yeah. currently, right? Yeah. And it looks like uh, pretty major gatherings are scheduled for both yeah, today and tomorrow. Yeah, there's actually um, one in my little uh, city here, too, tomorrow. And we went to okay. a uh, little visual with the, with the mayor on um, Tuesday evening at one of the parks around here. Uh, well, we didn't go with the mayor. The mayor happened to, sh- happened to show up. <laughs> I was about to say, you yeah, didn't tie no with sir. the mayor? <laughs> no, so do you see people wearing masks at yeah, these? Or? Yeah, we were, we were distancing. Okay, we, had, we had masks on, yeah. Okay, because now that's something I worry about. You know, I worry that we're going to see a rash of protesters testing positive a, a, in the wake of a, fr- these a friend of mine weeks. said we're going to find out whether this was a hoax or is <laughs> a whole lot of yeah. people you know yes yeah, going to be a whole lot of cuz um uh, there's definitely no social distancing going out going on out there these folks are yeah. packed in these folks are packed in and i you know i i don't know that a face mask gets it done you know but yeah yeah, I mean, face masks aren't really designed for hundreds and thousands of bodies shoved yeah. in next to each other. That's why concerts are going to be one of the last Correct. things to Correct. reopen. Correct, especially not just, I have a cloth around my face. These aren't even really face masks most of us are wearing. Most of us are wearing yeah. just some some designer thing that was, you know, that was <laughs> stitched together in the wake of this, you know, or, you know, it's just basically a mm-hmm. bandana with straps on it. And we're like, I got my face mask on. That that's not stopping anything. Well, it shows you how high stakes yeah. it is. I mean, the, we are talking about a life and death yeah. situation here, and lives yeah. are at stake. Yeah. So, to everyone who's courageous enough to go out and take part in these protests, I mean, do want you to watch out for your own health and safety. Absolutely, Absolutely. be careful. And um, to the folks who just want to come outside, and um. Be lawless. It's not on our. Just go home. Go home. Don't uh-huh. don't confuse the message. Don't corrupt the message. Go sit down. Stay home, right? Yeah, I mean that's all I got, brother. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's. 
I know when we talked just a few days ago, I probably sounded like I wasn't too excited about coming in and having this yeah, conversation. Yeah, that's why I, I felt like I just didn't know what yeah, to say. That's why I started with how you feeling because I know that this <laughs> was not this was not the week you were looking forward to. No, but I have to say I feel a little better having talked beautiful, about it. beautiful. I thought you would. I yeah. thought you would. Yeah, thanks. I thought you would. Thanks. I hope you do um, too. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm staying on my post, brother. You know, I expect mm. you to uh, do the same. Uh, we'll continue fighting the good fight, and um, we've gained some allies. I know that. You know what I mean? I know. That's I know. There's, there's definitely a few more people who are thinking the way we think now than were, you know. <laughs> During our last episode, or you know, two weeks ago, three, you know, so that's a good thing, and we'll just keep putting truth out there, and hopefully, it continues to resonate, and you know, we 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 start figuring out some solutions together. But um, absolutely to to everyone out there, uh, black, white, or anywhere in the spectrum, uh, be safe, be diligent. Uh, be careful and uh, try and show some love, man. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a guest in the house. We'll see you next time. Peace out.